0: Hey there, everybody. Alex Simmons here. As you may know, this is episode 203 of Tell the Damn Story, but Chris and I are actually taking a summer hiatus. So, you are going to hear another one of the Tell the Damn Story gems from episodes past. In this case, episode 37, which was an interview with the great writer Joe R. Lansdale. Now, for those of you who may not know the name immediately, uh, he's a writer of, oh my goodness, uh, westerns, horror, science fiction, mystery, crime novels, like crazy. I think he's written something like over 45 novels and so forth. He um, is also known for the series Hap and Leonard, which is a series of novels and novella that he wrote, but also became a three-season hit TV series, I believe, on the Sundance Network. Anyway... Uh, Chris Ryan was at Pulp Fest back in 2018, got to meet Joe, got a great interview with him. So sit back and enjoy the tips and insight from author Joe R. Lansdale on Tell the Damn Story. Hey, this is Chris
1: Ryan for Tell the Damn Story. And yes, we're still at the uh, Pulp Fest. And I have the uh, thrill of interviewing right now the guest of honor at Pulp Fest, Mr. Joe R. Lansdale. How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing good, man. Not fine.
2: How do you like the Pulp Fest? It's great fun, man. You got all these people here that are really invested in all this stuff. It's great. It's, it really feels a lot more like a community than some it of the is. other cons we I think it very much is. And I think as time goes on, there's certain kinds of uh, fandom that they have, and that that I have, at least this area of our fandom gets smaller and smaller it does. because the pulps recede. Yes. You know, they came out so long ago; many of them are no longer available. Even collecting them is uh, harder because uh, they don't hold up very well. That's true, but you know, I would, and one of the things I've been thinking about this
1: weekend is that you and your work. Uh, everything from Bubba Hotep to yeah. Happen Leonard to all the stuff there's so much that you do is kind of maybe if they're looking at it it's kind of a door back into the future because your stuff is viable and can be picked up anywhere. Would you adjust on Sundance for three mm-hmm. seasons with mm-hmm. the great Happen Leonard show? What a heartbreak! They, that was short, short oh, sighted. Is yeah. It? <laughs> well, hopefully, someone it was the number say, one
2: show. I mean, no what show. you gonna do?
1: You know, well, <laughs> well, hopefully, someone will pick it up because it was a great show. Um, but I, I think. Uh, Artists such as yourself might be the way to revitalize this. And it's such an important genre. You know, we were yeah. talking about the men's magazine guys, yeah. them reviving. Though it's still great writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of leads us to talk about uh, your work. Like I said, okay. uh, uh, Hap and Leonard is. Of course, because of Sundance, maybe the most prominent of your work. But, you know, you have so many different cult followings. Yeah. You know, there's the Pope, uh, the, the Baba Hotep uh, cult, right. the Happen Leonard cult, the driving... Uh, yeah, the Westerns. The Westerns. Oh, my God, there's it's so Happy much. Happen
2: Leonard. So... The more mainstream stuff, like the bottoms and stuff. Yeah, yes, the bottoms. And uh, uh, the Edge of Darkness. Is uh, that edge that? Of dark the Edge of Dark Water. A lot of great,
1: water, great novel that was. Oh, my God. So... How did all this happen you, you were We were talking about um earlier uh, and and at one of the panels right. you were mentioning that about your father and yeah uh, and can you talk about that yeah a little my,
2: bit? my father he couldn't mm-hmm. read or write and when he got older he got to where he could kind of dope out the newspaper a little bit and write his name but my mother was a big reader and my father because it had been hard on him because he you know couldn't read or write that he had really pushed me to you know be involved in that yeah, sort everything. of thing yeah, and, yeah. and then my mother was always always had books in the house and uh, I read nonfiction fiction I read whatever I could pick up it might be a Popular a novel, and it might be a literary novel. Yeah, whatever was there, I would read it. I, I remember I would read cereal boxes, and aspirin bottles, anything that. Them. Yeah, and but but the big. The first big introduction in was actually comic books, mm-hmm. and I started reading comic books when I was four. I, I could read by the time I was four, and I started reading comic books, and some, one of them that I, I read that came along a little when I got a little bit older was Classics Illustrated, or that I discovered. Sure. And uh, they had all of the classic novels that had been done as comics, and th- they were really faithful to them back then. Yes, they were. And they were beautiful art, and uh, I... I read those and they inspired me to go look up those books and so though we lived in a place that didn't have a library it had a bookmobile okay. and when that bookmobile came I would try to find those It'd books be first in life. Yeah. plus <laughs> anything that looks science fiction or fantasy or Horror related. Sure. Those were my big things as a kid. My big go-tos, as well as the, I had discovered Charles Dickens through Classics Illustrated. Sure. I uh, Swiss Family Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, certain Mark Twain things like. I remember Tom reading uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, exactly that one too. Sure, sure. And uh, and some of the versions that I found were probably abridged or for young adults or whatever. But they uh, led me appetizer, to, right? Yeah, right. that led me to read the uh, the full books when I got a little older. But I I, I started reading. Everything and then a lot of the books that I read though were related to the pulps because mm-hmm. when I read uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs, those books had all been published in the sure. pulps, right. you right. know. And so I was influenced heavily by the pulps, and I think it was the color, the movement, and uh, the pure act of storytelling. And then on the other hand, as time went on and I, and I grew older, I began to want to write better than a lot of the pulp stories right. were written. There were certainly great writers that came out of the pulps, like Ray Bradbury, Tennessee Williams even, sure. yeah. uh, McKinley Cantor came out of that. I mean, there's just tons of people who wrote for the pulps and a lot of people don't know that Hemingway tried to write for the pulps and failed <laughs> and I think even one or two of the stories he tried to write That's, still exist. His stories know? didn't move as you quickly. <laughs> know, but, but when I read Hemingway as a novelist and sure. short story writer and Fitzgerald, F. Scott Fitzgerald and Steinbeck and, and then later Flannery O'Connor and Faulkner and all of these writers It all blended with me so that I tried to write stories that had that pure, I guess what you would say, appeal of the pulps and of the genre fiction uh, type of stories with the more well-developed characters and style, and uh, the two, I think, are a marvelous match. And And I think just in the last few years, you're starting to see that a lot of novelists and a lot of short story writers that are not necessarily... That didn't actually grow up on the pulp so much, but have started using those elements. A lot of literary writers have used crime and and science fiction and fantasy to tell their stories, you know. Because
1: they, uh, like yourself, and like we didn't really know. The different genres and what was no, and what was literature. No, no, no. I, it I just all read. came in. Yeah, I just so read. it goes, and it comes parents, out. My parents mixed. Came
2: divided. I mean, I knew some that said, you know, you shouldn't read comics or you shouldn't read this kind of this garbage or, or this. But for me, I was reading straight across the board with comics and genre and literary. I watched movies. Uh, there were there, when I was a kid, there were still a few radio shows. A lot of oh, people yeah. don't realize that they went on up into the early '60s. Wow. You know, like suspense. I think the Shadow was around, mm-hmm. and some of those, so I, I don't remember them well from that time, but I remember listening to them. Right. And then I remember later, and the soap operas uh, uh, continued for a while. My mom would listen to those. But then I remember later when I got the opportunity to uh, you know, collect radio shows, had, I remember going, oh yeah, I remember I have yeah. that, yeah, 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 yeah. And but yeah. the the feel of all of that st- of storytelling was just in my blood. Yes. And so that's what went in,
1: right? That's what went so, in. So so what is your uh, your your work um, uh, discipline? How do you how do you get it out? And has it changed over the years?
2: Well, when I first started, I was just trying to. I had that stupid idea that people just worked when. When they had the muse, so to speak, and I realized that you are the muse. So anytime you want to write, you're it. You've got to do it. And tag, you're it. And uh, the thing is, is that I found, too, that the things you wrote on the days you felt really inspired were not necessarily better than the things you wrote on the days when you didn't. So it was a feeling of euphoria, but it didn't necessarily result in in anything (laughs) anything any different. And uh, I think you get to where you've been doing it for a while. There's a level that you don't fall below. Uh, and, uh, I really got to the point now for the last 25 years, I work about three hours a day. I get up in the morning, I write three to five pages is my limit. That doesn't mean I can't write 10 or 15 if right. it's there, but I'm generally through then. And then right. I don't think about it. I don't plot. I don't, I, I don't make, uh, outlines. I go to bed, get up the next morning, start writing again. So, um, discover as I go. I want to go two ways first. Mm-hmm. Um, but
1: sure. You do your three to five. Mm but it's still in your head of course. Right? Because the writing goes on even when you're not other
2: people. Yeah, it does. But I pretty much push... I'm very much a subconscious writer. Mm -hmm. I push it back so that it doesn't offend my day. go on with your life? Yeah, because (laughs) I don't... I I love that. It doesn't offend my day. Yeah, because the rest of the time before, I would be thinking about it so much. When I started, I realized I'm not enjoying where I am right now. Right. And I don't want to do that. And I studied martial arts for 55 years. And Hmm. so that taught me a lot about discipline and about compartmentalization. Okay. And so I'm very, very good at that. That doesn't mean that I'm if I'm walking around and I see something that j- jumps an idea that it that it won't enter. It will. It's an and once in a while I'll be something obvious. I'll go, oh, okay, that would make a good story. Mm-hmm. But it's not like it was before in obvious conscious way. It's mostly subconscious, and that subconscious just sucks it in. Yeah. And yet my conscious mind can go on with my day. Mm-hmm. I can do other things. I I also you know I, I still do martial arts and and I I try to. Um, uh... you know do things related to film and I work with my kids from time to time. They're both also do writing as well as other things. And so for me, it's a better life that way. Oh, yeah. And my wife and I get to go do stuff, and I'm not sitting there always thinking about a story. Huh. It doesn't mean it goes absolutely away, but at least it's much more the, livable. Some part in the back yeah. is working. Right. And I get up. the next morning. Yeah. It's like the well filled up, and I'm ready to go. Boom. Mm-hmm. Now, do you do a lot of rewriting or no? I rewrite as I go mostly, but when I get through, I do a heavy polish. Okay. It's not quite a rewrite because everything's pretty close. And then when you turn to the editor, if they have a suggestion that makes sense, you do it. If you don't, you don't do it. Right. So when you say you're on day two, do you look at day one stuff yeah. before you start? Yeah. Then, but when you get to about day 20, then you to go back and reread it. You, you spend know, all your whole day. Just the day before. Yeah, Nothing the heard. day before. And then when I get about halfway, I stop and start at the first and read it all the way, way through. through. And then I continue from there. When I finish that I'll usually start where I left off in the middle and read it all the way through and then I read the whole thing one more time. Right. And then you know, as you do if the editors they send it to you or even the proofreaders, I tend to reread as much of it as is humanly possible. Right. You know, there's a point when you gotta you gotta know how to let it go to yeah,
1: that takes a while. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, you said you, you discover as you go, so you don't
2: know your endings. No. You know, once in a while, one will pop up, and I'll go, okay, I'm riding toward that. But a lot of times, even when I do that, by the time I arrive there, it's not that. It's not that, that. Okay.
1: Um Happen Leonard seems to be uh, um, a well that has no bottom. I hope not. right you keeps going and it, yeah. it's such it's fascinating to watch them grow together and uh, you get you, you almost and the readers get to that uh, level where um, it's like visiting old friends yeah. and that's really beautiful that's stuff. really yeah um, do you have a look I'm going to knock out uh, a happen letter per year and some other thing or is
2: it is it just what what you know it's just what comes to me i mean it's fantastic. not unusual for me to write uh Two and a half to three novels a year, huh. or write a novel and a bunch of short stories, or articles, or screenplays, or teleplays, or comics. I mean, it just depends. You know, How is that on demand, or is the well, you go in? It's, so? it's stuff I just want to do, and then sometimes people say, Do you want to do this? And if I do, I do it, and if I don't, I don't. Uh, I did things for Batman the Animated Series, and those scripts were just great fun. Oh. You know, they took me a week, and that was it. I was, it was done. And uh, comic Eight. books, I'd write one a week, and uh, the, back then they were paying quite a bit. Sure. So, but I just, you know, I'd have done it almost for free. I mean, yeah, I don't loved tell the, them. No, I don't tell them. <laughs> but I loved all that stuff. It, it. When I wanted to, when I was four years old, and I discovered comics. I knew I wanted to be a writer. And when I was a little bit older, I, I knew I wanted to be a martial artist. And I got both things that I wanted nice. most in life. And so I don't have gripes. I don't have this thing about someday I'm gonna. Or, or that I'm bitter about that. I don't feel that way at all. I'm That's extremely a, happy with what I've done. And I'm a little bit unusual from a lot of other writers because I don't have that deep, you know, m- bad mood or feeling of melancholy, sadness, yeah. melancholy. I haven't got the whatever no. unknown. No. feeling When, the when I write, here. I can dip into any well I need to right. because they're all part of you. You know, they're all part of you. Everything but is your, my basic personality is a very positive one. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much a, a critic of things. I'm skeptical of a lot of stuff, but I'm not a cynic.
1: Right. Yeah. So, but
2: um, that's interesting because uh, that sounds
1: a little bit more like half than it does Leonard. Yeah, I am like half. Yeah, I'm more like more half than Leonard. Than Leonard. Yeah. So then I'm, when
2: I'm ninety something percent half. Yeah. Uh, where's where's Leonard come from? Leonard's got a little of me in him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, but he's also a number of other people I've known. He's more of a, uh, a huh. combination. There are like yeah. maybe a couple major people that affected it, and both black and white people have become my guy. Cool. You know, and because uh, he's he's a black guy, and, and that's why I say both black and white. Because I didn't I didn't worry about that. I borrowed from people that I thought had interesting aspects to their character. Uh, you know, uh, I felt like too that part of me goes into that. So I'm I'm partly him, but half. In that case, I'm like 90 percent. I believe that. Uh We are really
1: part of every character. Right. Well, you are. Yeah. And
2: and uh, but I think there are some characters that are closer to your heart, or that closer to who you are. Mm -hmm. And he's sort of like me if I'd taken a few wrong turns. Okay. Great. You know, I think that's (laughs) it. (laughs) And of course, if I'd had a much more adventurous
0: uh, life,
1: you know. So um, obviously, people can pick up your stuff anywhere. Yeah, it's all over. But if they want to know more about you. Uh, do you do social media? Or is I that... have
2: a fan page on on Facebook. Okay. There's another page that seems to be attributed to me, but it's it's not. It's just some people, fan. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. But there's a, a fan page that that I answer everybody that I possibly can. I mm-hmm. can't always do it, but I right. manage to answer much of it. And I have a website that's joarlandsdale.com. Mm-hmm. I'm on Twitter. Oh, okay. I, oh yeah. And I usually do both Twitter and Facebook every day when I'm traveling. I don't do Facebook at all. I just do the, the Twitter. How do you like Twitter? I, you know, I've always said this, and I mean it, is that I think that they are highly useful tools. Twitter has really actually increased my sales okay. tremendously. And Facebook helped quite a bit, but, but the if I had my choice, I wouldn't do any of them. Right, because but the, uh, since then. Yeah, right. and I don't spend I'm not somebody who spends hours on them. I'll go in and do 15, 20 minutes, and I can get more done than most people can in two or three hours. Now, are you more a dedicated. writer and
1: poster as opposed to a reader and reactor
2: on Twitter? I, uh, a little both. A little both, yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. And you prefer Twitter to Facebook? Probably cool. it, just because it's short, but yeah. I think I like Facebook better in another way because I can actually. You know, spend more time dealing with people. Yeah, more of a community. Yeah, more of a community. I find Twitter can can be uh, it can be wonderful, can be annoying. Mm -hmm. And all of the other stuff that's going on, I try to just stay away from that. I don't always, but I try to keep it in uh, the area where we're talking about my work, or talking about work that's associated to it, or films and things we like, or whatever. Cool. So, last question. What's coming up? What's on? What's coming up right now is Terra is Our Business is out. A book I wrote with my daughter, and it is really doing well. It's, cool. it's from uh, our Cutting Block Press, and I think they're also called Feral Light. I think that may be their their overall umbrella. And that's out right now. And uh, Jackrabbit Smile came out earlier this year. That's so the it's, latest. Is it's Leonard? Forthcoming, yes, Happy Leonard. Forthcoming is Driving to Geronimo's Grave, which is four, maybe it's five. Novellas, none are not ones like the other. They're all very different. And then next year I have the Elephant of Surprise, the new Happen Leonard. Oh, fantastic! And then I'm leaving Happen Leonard alone for a while, mm-hmm. going off into the the sticks to write other stuff. Wow. They keep whistling you back. There. Yeah, they do. They're <laughs> very much a part of me, you know. And because I've had eleven novels and I've had uh, two major collections of short stories. There's been variations of those collections, right. but there's really two major collections and the eleven. Novels, and uh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm I'm very happy with that, and I, I I hope they keep talking to me, you know. Well, that's one day that's good. they quit me one one time for eight years, okay. and and uh, then they quit for five years another wow. time. So. Well, and as long as you forgive them and
1: welcome them. Yeah, back. and I was, and I had other people visiting, so I was oh, writing yes. other oh, their stories. So thank you for your thank generous you. amount of time, and enjoy the rest of the uh, fest. I'm looking forward to your talking tonight. Thank you. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate. Take it. care.